Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of An Evening With. And joining us today, Mr. Big Time himself, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the world's <laughs> greatest welterweight, you got Warren right. Sanders. Warren, how you been, yeah. bro? You doing okay? I've been living a life, man. How y'all doing, man? We're doing, doing great. Right. We ain't doing it like you, but you know. Right. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> First of all, let's just get this straight. First of all, I, I understand you're talking about I'm big time. No, I'm not big time. Yes, true enough. I am the reason why a lot of these guys' wives want to go to the shows. I completely <laughs> understand. Yes, I am wrestling's greatest welterweight. Yes, I am a part of a one-man faction. Yes, I am one of the backboard boys. And yes, I'm better than you. But that does not mean that tonight will not be a good night for you. So everything will be hard. Everything will be fine. You have a great time. Sit back, lay back, you know, send your husband out the room, and then we can all sit down and just have an intimate conversation with just me and you. As a matter of fact, hey, hey, lay down. Don't you put them feet up right now for a second. See, see how relaxed she is, sir? Now, if you do that to your wife, then she won't be as mad as she'll get out my DMs. So, guys, how y'all doing? See, who else can do it but Mr. Manny Fresh of wrestling himself? That's the big time I'm saying. Himself. Everybody, <laughs> the number hey, one stunner. <laughs> everybody talking. Everybody say that that Warren Sanders cuts these really long promos, but the problem is, is he don't cut promos. He spits rap bars. Thank he you, sir. You, he tells you the truth. He's Thank the rum idiot of professional wrestling. I don't get it. I don't get what they 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 sit up there and say all that stuff. Now your promos are long, so do something about it. Here's the thing: they watched the whole promo, didn't they? Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't bitch that somebody's got a long promo when you sit there and you watch the whole damn thing. Like, seriously? We got people out there that watch A&W. Really? Oh, why do you hate that place so much? What's wrong with A&W, man? Have you watched it? Yes. I understand that things happen <laughs> a lot. Listen, the only reason I watch A&W is because of Adam Cole's baby. That's it, man. I am down with there like, She's only on there like once a month. Yeah, so basically I'm only watching it on YouTube. Um, oh, so you're not even watching downs. it. Yeah, I'm not really watching it, man. Okay, see, look at that. <laughs> I'm not honestly wrestling. If it's not SmackDown or NXT, I'm not really looking at it, dude. Now, Raw's getting better. Raw's when, getting when, better. Like I mean, I watched Raw's getting better. Yeah, yeah, I watched Raw this past. Well, I watched it today actually. I watched the Hulu version. Yeah, so you don't watch the Hulu version. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> I don't have best... to watch wrestling except for NXT, right? Uh, man, I, I think RK Bro is the funniest shit going on Raw right now. If you ain't watching that, there's a problem. Right. That shit ready to take a break. Yeah, I need to check that. I saw it and I was like, oh, Riddle. No, Riddle and Matt, Riddle and Randy Warren's chemistry together is so good. Good. Yes, but, you know they both smoke, so yeah. <laughs> right. The thing is that you know, Randy Orton's doing that thing where you know he's the veteran that doesn't like the younger guy, and he's like, "You're not in my class," kind of thing. And Riddle's being Riddle, so right. Gotcha. They couldn't have find a better like. I, the thing is, it's like it's a truthful. It's like Vince McMahon's probably sitting back saying, "Hey, you know what? We need a stoner character." Well, here's Matt Riddle. Can you play a good stoner character? No, Vince. He is that stoner character. He is that stoner. <laughs> okay. That's why you got kicked out of UFC. <laughs> right? I think it's so funny. Dana, Dana White said that uh, Matt Riddle would never be shit after he lost like his one of his last fights or whatever. He got popped for uh, bud use. and then he, he never lost, though. He got disqualified, but he never lost. No, I think he lost to Dante Rivera, I thought. 
No, I thought he went undefeated in UFC. Mm-mm, he lost. To, I think he lost to Dante Rivera. Let me go and uh, Google this real quick so I'm not. Uh, hey, hey, don't, don't don't overload your computer. <laughs> I gotta wait for this. I gotta, uh, gotta wait for that anchor check to come through so I can get a new one. Uh, <laughs> that what check? I don't, do I don't know. Like that. <laughs> uh, hey, let's man, see. You need to put your sponsors in front of you. Yeah, you do. He has three losses. Uh, Matt Riddle has three MMA losses. Yeah, but I don't think they were all in UFC though. Probably not. Well, did he fight anywhere? Yeah, he fought Bellator, yeah. Titan FC. Uh, yeah, he's got one DQ. Yeah, so. he was completely undefeated in um, UFC starting from the Ultimate Fighter. He was fired for Stetson Positive, then went to Titan FC, and that's where he got his three losses. So he literally never lost in the UFC. But he also uh, wrestled at welterweight instead of his natural, like, middleweight kind of weight class. Right. Yep. <clears throat> but that's not what we're here for today. Right. <laughs> oh. We're here to be uh, uh, we're told here to the be, truth. Yes. Oh, uh, come on. All right. So, Warren, a lot of people know your story in wrestling. Tell yeah. us. Tell us what what you were doing and kind of who you were before you found wrestling. And then I'll let you tell that short little, however long, however long you want to make that. And then then we'll jump into, to, to wrestling. Okay. Um, really I found wrestling around nine years old. I found around the same time I found football, but, um, it was a thing. It was my dad, man. He, he never, he, he was that dude. He'll sit there and watch, but as soon as somebody get punched, or somebody get kicked, man, you like this? Yes, Dad, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, they are entertaining. And it wrestling was the thing. You know what I'm saying? That was before football. Like, it was wrestling, man. I thought that was cool. I went to, my dad took me to the armory down here. My dad took me to the UTC Arena, the Memorial Auditorium, all them shows. Like, I, I've seen from the old WWF, to I remember watching a six man tag with with uh basically the horsemen. It was Flair, Tully, and Arn Anderson against the Road Warriors and Dusty Rose. I remember watching that sitting in the in the arena. And it was, you know, that was that was wrestling was there, but then man, just wasn't too many guys that looked like me wrestling. So I was like, I don't think I'll be able to do that. So let me let's go towards something I like that's a little more contact, a little more fun. And it led to football, man, and that was the thing that was that was everything to me. Football got me through high school. Football got my grades together. Football is basically my happy place. You know what I'm saying? So football was what I was doing before before it was wrestling. It was it was it was football, 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 football. And honestly, if I wouldn't have football, I'd probably been wrestling just as long as anybody else that y'all guys have known. But kind of got a little start, a little late start on that as far as wrestling. Right. <clears throat> All right, so uh, you you played football, right? What what position did you play? Uh, play quarterback, and no, I was not an option quarterback. <laughs> I, I, my fav- I try to model my game after Charlie Ward. I thought that was the most disrespected quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. To where it was like you got to be this tall, you got to be this fast, you got to be the that dude won games. 
and I I try to model my game after that because I, I I'm not trying to get hit. I don't know why quarterbacks think that's cool. I don't know why they think it's all right to take off running. I'm not Tebow. No, I'm trying to play all four quarters. I'm trying to pass for 400 yards, go home with a clean jersey so I can hug the cheerleaders on the way out the door. And one of my time, like, ooh, you stink. No, I'm, that's just that's that's excellence. That's not sweat. That's excellence pouring out of my skin right there. So, you, I, that was my thing with quarterback. Like, I don't, I, I, I felt that I really didn't think. I, I like honestly, I put it to you like this: I'm the 16th best quarterback in the NFL, and I've not even taken a snap in a camp. And I and and yeah, I know it was a pause there, but I can prove it. Damn, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what nobody say. I'm 44 years old. I'll be 45 in October, and I'm the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. I ain't took a snap in that thing yet. That's what I'm talking about. That's that confidence <laughs> right there, though. Yeah, so man. That, that's one. That's one thing I, that I that I love about you is that you are so confident, even this, even like whether it's wrestling or whether it's having a simple conversation, to have that mindset and that mentality. Um, so. You did, you know, you, you played quarterback. Um, I'm assuming all through high school. I'm assuming, correct? I only played two years. I only went out my 11th grade year, and I played 11th and 12th grade year. Okay, that was it. Just two years. Uh, okay. Did you, um, did you do college? Ball? Did you have any? Did you have oh, any yeah. offers oh. to go to any colleges? Oh yeah, I had plenty of them, but they wanted me to play. Um, hey, would you move to defensive back? Or hey, could you move to receiver? Or yeah, Middle Tennessee State wanted me to move to DB. Tennessee State thought I'd be a better receiver. Um, that orange sickle, cream sickle school up there in Knoxville thought I'd be a pretty decent defensive back. Um, Florida A&M thought I would be pretty good at another position, but only one small school, historically black college in Jackson, Tennessee, Division II school, said, hey, you can come play quarterback. Well, at least we'll give you opportunity to play. I went to that school sight unseen. I filled out the application. <laughs> I was just like, you said I can play quarterback, so I'm going to go play quarterback. And I showed up, and um, by – I know I was getting significant time my first four or five games, and by the sixth game of the season, I started my very first college football game in the Georgia Dome as a 18-year-old freshman versus Morris Brown College, a part of a doubleheader, a HBCU doubleheader. And for the people in the back who want to know the stats, he finished the game 16 for 27, 287 yards, two touchdowns, and he was Black College Sports Today's player of the game. My man. ESP. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you win the game? Yes, sir. We went 9-1 that season. The only game we lost was two weeks later to Arkansas Pine Bluff, who had um, Barry Switzer's son and some other guys on there. We had – yeah, we, we got welcome to college football that week. But, yeah, my freshman year I started um, – I played every game at least two quarters, but from the game six through 11 – I was a starting quarterback for nine and one, the best team in Lane College history. That's what's up. Did you pl- you played all four years? Yeah, I played all four years. Uh, my third year, my my um, junior year, we had a, a coaching staff turnover. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, they felt that I would better fit the team as a receiver. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, so let's see if we heard this story again. So around the sixth game of that season of me playing receiver, I was moved back to quarterback. And uh, we rode that thing out. wasn't that great of a season. We were moving from um, kind of like independent to Division Two, where we were playing teams like um, Morehouse and Tuskegee and Clark Atlanta. Just a lot of those mid-major um, as, as far as Division Two schools. And um, yep, so I did that. My dad wasn't happy about that because he said I was a quarterback and I was nothing else. 
But um, for my junior year, then going into my senior season, it was I started off at quarterback and um, hurt my elbow throwing a wet football. Because for y'all know my, if you know me and you've seen my stature, it was not too much bigger than what it is now in college. So <laughs> I was throwing a wet ball and I hurt my elbow and I had to move the receiver for a couple of weeks. And we were 0-5 by the time I healed up. And um, moved me back to quarterback for homecoming. We won homecoming, won the week after that, won the following week after that. And then we lost the last two, man. But I, I finished what I started. I started as a quarterback, and I finished my career as a quarterback. And I ended up with, like, five – nothing major. Like, in four years, I think I had 5,100 total yards and 30-some touchdowns, something like that, right, quarterback and receiver. Yeah, but for, for the, those – uh, I guess mid-level colleges. It wasn't, uh, you know, like Alabama or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <clears throat> I mean, those. That's that's good stats. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you know, because uh, you're you're not. I, I don't know. It like you probably were going like hard, but yeah. a lot of them other kids, they're not going real hard uh, on those mid-level. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah college teams yeah now i also had um my running back my first two years my freshman and sophomore year was a uh, fred lane he uh ended up playing for the carolina panthers he was like their leading uh russia leading running uh rusher in yards for like a couple of years and then he got traded to the Colts. and then he had a little incident where his ex-wife decided she didn't want him on this earth any longer but i played with that dude and that guy 1,700 yards my freshman year, and he had 1,100 yards going into the seventh game of my sophomore year, but then he hurt his toe, <clears throat> and and his parents just shut him down because he he got he signed a, um, a um, free agent contract with the Carolina Panthers and ended up being a starting running back by the um, end of, uh, by the middle of the season. So I had some guys around me. I had some guys some guys that you would probably see out and be like, yeah, I know you play college ball. Then you find out they play college ball with me. Like, no disrespect. Like, I'm not trying to clown it, but it's some guys that were at the University of Texas and got in some trouble. So, you know, and they were at University of Michigan and they got in some trouble. So, you know, so I was I was a part of all that transfer stuff that's going on now where everybody's jumping and trying to run to Jackson State and run to Tennessee State and all that stuff now. Yeah, it was, it's been going on. Is is with that the HBCU was the land of the the land of what the D one coaches forgot. You know what I'm saying? It was I had, we had tons of transfers guys that tight end was um he was originally supposed to go to Ohio State but he got in trouble. This dude was six four two hundred and like forty five pounds around like a four seven forty. Back then, this is like nineteen ninety five. You know what I'm saying? So right. I had I had some guys on my team that where I didn't have to do much but just read the defense make the adjustments and go from there. Good. Did you get any offers? Um, I mean, cause after your, um, after your, I guess after your, like your college playing days are over with, was there any offers from <laughs> the league, maybe as a practice squad or anything like yeah. that? Okay. Let me, okay. So the, the guy, um, they were coming to look at one of our receivers and they just call all the seniors in there. So they st- Stood me on the wall, and they said, all right, take your shoes off. And at this point, I was like, shit, excuse my language. Um, they took my uh, shoes off, and I went from 5'10 and kind of some inches to like 5'9 and 3 quarters with really small hands and a 4'6'40 that says he plays quarterback. 
No. So it, that NFL thing immediately disappeared. But I wouldn't. I wasn't. You know, I, I wasn't blind. I wasn't stupid. Like I really knew that if an NFL team wanted me, they must be really, really about to shut their program down and and do something because I knew what it was. Because honestly, Charlie Ward won the Heisman. Charlie Ward was like six one, six two, probably about one ninety five. Nice, smooth delivery. Great football player, and he was drafted by the NBA. So if they didn't get that dude. I knew there was no way in the world they was going to look at me. So I was preparing for more of like an indoor football or arena football career. Do you find it interesting now that they would say, even at your height, they're saying, oh, he's too short. But then you look at today's NFL and you got smaller quarterbacks like a Kyler Murray and, um, <laughs> you know, guys like that who, sorry, Chip, <laughs> you know, guys like that who are, who are, who are under six feet tall and you see a lot of them, you know, yeah. progressing. Does I'm sure it hits different now, because because it's like, do you kind of wish like maybe man if I'd have been born maybe ten years later, or something like that, maybe I would have had that opportunity. Being honest with you, I'm good. Okay, I'm good how it worked how it worked itself out because I don't think though because I, I think my mentality at that time, I would have been ready to play professional football then. I don't know if, like, you know what I'm saying, if I was put in a different time frame, like you said, 10 years down the road, I don't think I had that same mentality because the world had, you know, the world is changing. The people, how stuff is going has changed so much. I don't think I would be the same dude. I think I would, I, I, I honestly think I would have been chasing the NFL for no reason whatsoever because of the fact, well, they gave that guy a shot and they gave that guy a shot. I deserve a shot too. And I'd be finding myself, spending unnecessary money traveling from camp to camp trying to get an opportunity like i just understood what it was and was like i'm good where i'm at so yeah for your on to that question no, I'm, I'm good I'm, I'm happy how everything worked itself out because i don't think i can honestly deal with the media right right, right. Um, did you did you try out for any uh like arena football or indoor football leagues yeah um i got lucky um I tried out for an Arena 2 team in Memphis, and I was on that squad until I found out how much um, the it's a business because I, I, it was me and another quarterback, and he was, of course, taller, and he was um, taller, and I wasn't. So he was pretty good. I was trying to give him that work, but then they brought in a quarterback from the University of Memphis, and I found out that tickets are more important than wins when it comes to an, a, a smaller business, when you come to that level of arena football, they rather fill the building up and then they'll worry about winning the games later. So in that case is, well, we got one six, one quarterback. We can get this six, four guy that's from Memphis and that'll sell some tickets. And we'll just send that little other fella back on home. So that's what happened, man. And I just so happened, got lucky that I was home for about a month <clears throat> and my former head coach, my freshman year, my freshman and sophomore year at Lane, became a um, indoor football league coach in Tupelo, Mississippi, which was like two and a half hours from Jackson. And he invited me for a tryout, and I didn't even know I was going for a tryout. He was like, hey, man, one of my quarterbacks won't be there. I just need you to throw the ball for me for practice. You know, I just need you to throw the ball for me. So I was like, cool, I can throw the ball, no problem. Did not know that the owner was up there in, in the second row. The defensive coordinator was kind of hiding up in the shadows. And he just had me throwing all these little balls all over the field or whatever. And uh, next thing I know, he was like, hey, sign this. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, man, that guy up there is the owner and wants you to be the quarterback going in next Saturday. So I read it first. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> now Reddit first and was like, okay, this makes sense. So ain't no agent, ain't no this, ain't no nothing there. Ain't nobody getting no certain percentage, blah, 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 blah. And I signed it on a Tuesday and I was on a bus with a bunch of dudes. I had no idea who they were headed to Huma, Louisiana to, to play an indoor football game. And that was pretty much it. Oh, and at the end of that season, I ended up being an uh, all-conference quarterback. I remember these stats too, buddy. Um, <laughs> I had 1,422 yards and 23 total touchdowns. I did play a little receiver in that league, though, but it was only briefly. But, yeah, I, pretty decent. Y'all don't uh... – Y'all don't believe him. He don't remember these stats. He got all this <laughs> shit wrote down. He, he knew we was going to talk some football. He's he like, oh, no, no, no. He got it spread out on the table right now. Just look at where's that yeah. big bad Oh, yeah, college dad. If you just so happen to look up the National Indoor Football League and look up the Tupelo Firehands, David, Damon, and Dave Smith are all the same person. It's uh, That's all me. Why do you put <laughs> your name like that? Why, why do they give you three names? <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> People, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just like, I just looked at the stats one day. I was like, who the hell is David? And until my dad who came down, because honestly, when I got on that team, I played that week. The following week, I played my grad. I played a game on that Saturday and graduated from college that Sunday. So my dad was there to see me play that game. And I always kept figuring out why he was looking crazy. And he was like, who the hell is David? And I was like, I don't know. They said number seven, David Smith. I was like, well, that, I don't know. He said, are you getting paid for this? Like, he was going off. He was like, are you getting... I was like, no, man. Yes, I'm really getting paid. I'm really getting paid and all this other stuff. But I'm getting three yeah. paychecks. Huh? I'm getting three paychecks. Three different <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. As far as those paychecks, look, folks, it, it wasn't what you think. It was not what you think. It was low-level indoor football. The yeah, atmosphere but, was awesome. It was but, you, but you were getting paid to play. Yeah, I was getting paid to play. Yeah, yeah. you were getting paid to pay, play the game you loved. Oh, yeah. That was, and you know what? I really didn't even care about the pay. I mean, I loved, I took it. I wasn't stupid. You know what I'm saying? I took the money. But it was just like, you trying to tell me that they just called my name. And I ran out through this little light. And as the lights come on, I see four little kids over here with number seven jerseys that says Smith on the back. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm there every week, dude. I am there every week. And we got perks. I got to see um, a Raw and a SmackDown for free. All we had to do was just show up. I think I, I had to wear a yellow shirt once. I remember that. Just little perks to it. Because you got to think, these are in small towns. You know what I'm saying? It's like smaller than like outskirts or, you know, outskirts of a major city. You know, Tupelo is a city, but it ain't a, you know, it's not a major, major city like that. So all they had was high school football and this arena football team. Right. So, yeah. So it was, it was cool, man. Walk in the mall and see your jersey up and be like, look at that. <laughs> so so you just said something. It, like you said there was perks and you got to go see Raw and SmackDown. So it always came back to wrestling somehow. Right. Yes. Um. So uh, a, a, as most of our listeners will know, you are a professional wrestler. Uh, so – after the uh, indoor football league, what led you from there to training? What 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 happened in between the indoor football league and training? All right, now this is when it gets uh oh. All right, indoor football stopped at the age of twenty two years old. 
right? Wrestling did not start until the age of 37, 38, 38. So <laughs> between 22 and 38 was a wife, a couple of kids, some jobs I hate doing, some school teaching, watching wrestling, watching every mania, watching every pay-per-view, getting the bootlegs, watch wrestling.net or whatever was going on at the time to find the wrestling, going over my friend's house. It was wrestling and football, wrestling and football. I was just basically living my life. And then um, March 11th, uh, 2013, um, I got a phone call. I got a text message that said he's gone. And uh, that's when I got the dead. My dad died. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, it was just like, um, all right, let's get everything together. And I had to just really sit there and just be like, hey, man, that man, you're, you're, he's gone. And I had to just get myself together, honestly, just get it together. And from that point, it led to I knew my body couldn't play football anymore. And I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can do this. I wanted to see if I can wrestle. I wanted to see if I could wrestle. And I, I looked up a lot of places and I just found this one that felt extremely comfortable. It was it, it, I, the, the place was around the corner from me. Um, and I called. And if I'm correct, I talked to this guy's beautiful mother. And she was just like, hey, don't worry. We'll we'll get everything together. He'll talk to you and just meet you over at the church and da 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 da, da from there. And I met these. I met this one guy that led me to another guy, but uh, that's that's why we got the wrestling, man. It was it was my dad left this earth, man, and I felt like I needed to do. I I put it to you like this: it was my it was my Michael Jordan baseball moment. I I stepped away from football and I did something I knew me and him shared together, although he didn't really like it as much, but he took me to every one. So that that was my Michael Jordan stepped away and play baseball moment. But now I can't get away from this wrestling stuff. It's like the mob, man. It really is. Don't you think it's you're so wrestling? It pulls you back in. <laughs> I, I I like to call it a drug. Uh, it, it is. It, it, and it, it's it's a drug that, like, you, you're not using anything. You're not doing anything illegal. But you get this high when you go through the curtain. And those people are either cheering or booing you. And you're like, oh shit, they're doing that because of me. Yes. Not not anything else. That's because of me. Right. Um, so uh first first and foremost, I want to say condolences on uh your father passing away. I know it's been some years, uh, but uh as as a man who uh lost his mother five years ago, uh I can tell you one hundred percent that shit never gets easier. No, uh, not sir. It does not. You know, you just you, you ride down the street, you hear a song, and it reminds you of that person, and you got to pull over, shed some tears, and then go about your day. Um, so uh, we won't we won't linger on that too long because I know uh, for me that's still kind of a touchy subject, and I'm sure that you are the same way. Um, so. Uh, you made the phone call. You hooked up with the people. Yes. Uh, day one of training. What you walk in the door and what hits your mind? 
okay, I walk in the door and I heard boom. And I was like, what the hell did I just get myself into? You know what I'm saying? And and I, I just looked up and it was just, I saw the ring. And once I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's right there. It's right there, dude. You have been sitting in bleachers for the longest. But look, you can go up there and touch that one. Like, it's right there. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. And from the first bump, I was like, no, no. First of all, let me get make sure I get this right. We did rolls first. Make sure it was about the ropes. And make sure you can get your balance, if I'm correct. You think 100% correct. Yep. Yeah, we did the yep. rows first and over and over and over. And it was just like, don't touch the ropes if you don't have to touch the ropes. And I was doing that. And then we went to the bump. And it was just more of once he hit it once, well, give me two in a row. Then give me three in a row. Then give me four in a row. Then give me five in a row. And um, oh, listen, Chip and Talon, the guys that y'all listening to, these are the guys that train me. If you don't know that by now, then you, you first of all, you need to get yourself together. But those guys trained me. And it was I've never I've never I've seen other guys be trained before. And I felt that y'all took, y'all did it to me, because I it because I'm the only one I can really vouch for is me. To me, y'all y'all did it exactly the way it should be done. It was not um, yeah, you may be getting this stuff, and well, let's jump and do this because he figured that out. Because I I think I was getting something pretty good, and he was like, yeah, okay, well we'll work on that next time. Let's make sure he just hammers these down first, and hammers these out. Because I remember just doing rolls and back bumps for the longest. And it was back bump, turn to the right. Back bump, turn to the right. Why am I turning to the right? Because blah, 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 blah. So you just want to make sure, you know, it, it, it feeds in perfectly. Oh, okay. If you explain it to me, no problem. I'll just keep doing it until you can't tell me to stop. And I remember after that first time I went home and I was like, yeah, man, this I'm, I'm going back. And, and you were like, if you come back, man, we'll be here. And I kept coming back and I kept coming back and I kept coming back. And there's one thing I always remembered about that was I thought I was ready one time and I just knew it was that time. I just knew it. It was been, it had been months and months and I had came up with the character of who I was going to be and blah, 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 blah. Although I had to present it first, which I appreciate you for that. It was not just, well, I want to be a bad guy or I want to be a heel and this is what I'm going to be. Well, no, nah, bro, you got to write this up and explain. You got to make it make sense to me. And I made it make sense to you. And I appreciate that stuff because it wasn't just because I said something. He was like, all right, cool, go ahead. No, you you, you, you guys had an idea for me, and I had to convince you that this other thing was going to work. Right, yeah. and and that that happens a lot, you know. Um, you, you get this idea, and you're like, okay, this guy is going to be the perfect um, baby face. Everybody's going to love him. And, you know, it, you, you're kind of set in your ways uh in in a sense and it's like you know in your case you're like look man that's that's not gonna work for me um i think i can do better i'd be better suited to to go this route and do this other thing and i'm like okay well present it to me uh in a way that is going to change my mind and and you did uh 100 percent and i mean i don't think we ever looked back from that moment no that was that was it that uh was do you remember uh not the night that you had your first match but do you remember the night that you debuted when listen man when i, I came when i when i came to the i came to the ring i got in the yeah. corner 
I'm getting the crowd up, and you just come out the crowd and just shove me off the top rope. Slide in the ring and start pounding me. (laughs) I go up, and then next thing you know, we start throwing. The locker room clears out. Oh, no, you realize the locker room's clearing. You just bolt. Like, I ain't never seen somebody run that fast in my life. And then I look up, and I'm going after, (laughs) and you got, like, six other people trying to hold me back. And I'm like, who the fuck was that? Blah, 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 blah. Like, what was it like in that moment for you when you, like, okay, this is my big moment. This is when I have to make an impact. And I'm making it against one of the guys that trained me, but also one of the guys who's, you know, a staple of that show. Yeah. What, what was your mindset going into that night? I basically ain't going to never forget this. Okay. They will never forget this. Yeah, that that was my intention. My because listen, the whole time where you were coming out, I was there was two guys sitting in front of me, and I was like talking and talking to, them, and they was like, "Yeah, the talent's that, 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 that." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, he is pretty good." And they were, that he got up on the road, "Yeah, talent, And I just said, "Excuse me, fellas," and it just slid right between them, pushed you down, and and at that point, everything went in slow motion. I remember like I didn't really hear too much. I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. All I know is the 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 most audible thing I had was when I heard I heard that curtain, and I heard people like, "Who is that?" And I heard people coming for me, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think it's time to go now, boss." <laughs> and I got up out of there, man. And I just made sure I blew y'all a kiss, so y'all will never ever forget me. That was yeah. That that was a that was a, a pretty good debut, I think. You know, and people would definitely <laughs> so, remember something. So like that. Would you say it was a Would you say it was a big time debut? No. <laughs> there they go again. There you go. Again. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a big yeah. time debut. So we go from your debut to your very first match. And it's me versus you in your very first match. You yeah. win, you become a part of the EWA roster, you lose, you you know, you never seen or heard from again. And we worked on that match for what would you say, almost a month? Going before, yeah, before up, going into up, like I had already put the idea to the match like a week after my first training. I had put Warren Sanders the whole setup all together after that first week of training. Like I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the way I want this to be done. I'm, you know, and it wasn't like trying to be mean or nothing like that. I was just like, no, I have an idea of who this guy is and exactly how he's going to do stuff, and this is how it's going to roll, and. If it don't work, then we'll adjust to it. But it it was it was a, a, that was my idea. This is how I wanted that thing to go. The match was awesome sauce, right? And we had worked on that thing too. And and now looking back on it, I'm glad we did because I think I, I wasn't ready. Getting there the week before that, the the whole situation of the the jumping you, and then the week after that was the whole issue and the challenge for the match, and then the third week was the actual match. Um, it was a thing to me where I, I don't think I would have been able to just go out there. Let's sit in, you know, I don't think I'd have been able to go out there and just ride, you know, just go out there and let's let it go. You know what I'm saying? I don't, right. I don't think I'd have been able to do that. The crowd didn't affect me as much as I thought, but it was a lot more people in it than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Or a match. And, and, and uh, something else really happened that almost made the match come to a complete halt. My shirts mysteriously came off of my body. Oh, no. There was no mysterious about it. I pulled that motherfucker off of you. <laughs> but think it's all about you were really about two minutes away from me just walking through the back. 
Cause I was like, uh, uh-uh, cause I had seriously ten stuff for that. I was like, uh, 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 this, right, my shirt does not come off, boss. This ain't got nothing to do with no woman. This is a person. But let me, mm-mm. but let me ask you something. The moment your shirt came off, and I've worked a series of chops, and I worked a series of a uh, couple of other moves. At yeah, any point, did you think about the shirt while we were working the rest of the match? Yeah, when you hit me with that damn chair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so, the shirt's not on. What is it? So pre-chair shot, did you think about it at oh, all? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about it at exactly. all. Exactly. And that was well, that was my mentality because I understood I understood why. After you explained it to me, you know, because you didn't really – you, you kind of quasi said you didn't want to take your shirt off before the match. And it's like, nah, you got a good physique, man. You need to you need to let it you need to let it be seen. Money about that physique, though. Right. I want, but but, yeah. but 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 the aftermath of the match when we talked out, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you explained. Then I was like, yeah. okay, I understand. But at yeah. but you felt uncomfortable in the moment, and then once you realize that, wait, Talon's not going to do anything to you know to blatantly you know disrespect me yeah. or anything like that. Once you've realized, okay, nothing changes. Like, you have to be ready to change stuff on the fly. Because there might be a time where somebody grabs your shirt and it gets ripped or something. Like, it's something you just got to go through in the process, you know. And for you to have that from. fear, or not, I won't say fear. Fear is the wrong word to use. To have that. No, you're right. Okay. It's fear. Okay. So to have that fear, yeah. but to overcome that fear in the small window of time, you know, that showed me right there. I'm like, okay. It made him uncomfortable, but he got through it. So if he can get through this, then he's he's golden. He's good. You ain't got nothing yeah. else to worry about. Yeah, I stopped wearing t-shirts though and started going with more of a compression shirt because uh, down in Florida, some guy thought he had the great idea. I'm gonna rip your shirt open. I said, I'm gonna hit you in your fucking face too. He didn't have a <laughs> I was like, dude, I ain't got time for this, man. I don't need you being no superhero. I said, my shirt does not come off. It's a personal reason. Well, what's the problem? Take my, rip my shirt and you will find out exactly what the problem going to be. I don't give a damn about all these muscles you think you got, all these push-ups you think you do, or how much time you spend in planning fitness taking all them pictures. Take my shirt off and I'm going to try to beat your ass like you stole something. Is there anything else you want to discuss, sir? (laughs) Great. See you outside. I ain't got time for that, man. Right. Like, dude, don't, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's no disrespect. What you did, I completely understand. Once you found out why, never happened again. You get what I'm saying? You right. let it be what it is. Right. Because but I have enough respect for you to say, okay, I respect right. you oh, and I'm not going to do that. You know? Right. And but see, also trust, trust you and Chip enough to where I told y'all the reason why. I didn't know that dude. So I'm going to leave it as this. No, you're not taking my shirt off. Just like if you, if I said I want to do something to you, you would say no. And I would respect that. But if you get in this ring and feel that my shirt needs to come off, then just understand that at that point, everything is coming at you is real, boss. I, I have no, I will no sell some shit and go grab a chair and come in and try to wear your ass out. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm too small to be in there trying to fight you straight up. I'm going to try to hurt you. So right. You understand. Right. I'm so sorry that I took this conversation to a very no. dark place. No, no, no. That's the best part. It that's the, the thing people the better, have to, yeah. People <laughs> have to understand that when you're in that ring and you tell someone no, they have to have the respect for you to say, 
okay, there's a reason why he doesn't want to do this particular thing, whether it be taking a certain move or, uh, in your case, taking your shirt off. You know, if you feel uncomfortable, then the person that you're in there in the ring with, they they have to have that respect to say, all right, this this is something that we need to talk about for the next one. And that's what you do. But for somebody to get in the ring and try to play Billy Badass and be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Like, to me, that's complete and utter bullshit. And uh, it, it there's, for me, personally, there's no room in professional wrestling for stuff like that. Right. Right. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, man. I get into. Let's keep going. I'll, I'll get into it later on. Let's keep. I get into yeah. it later. On. <laughs> All right. So, All right. go ahead, Chip. I was gonna say, first match happens. Um, boom. Uh, w- what are your feelings after that first match? How do you feel? I needed to watch it on film immediately because I okay. wanted to. I wanted to see where I messed up, and if I did mess up, did they know? Does it look like I messed up? That that's that's that was my thing because I was always told, "Hey man, nobody knows you messed up unless you show them that you messed up." Not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you got some certain things, but you know, just little small stuff. Because I was trying to be like, I remember one time it was working on kicking out, like kicking out of a pen, and I think I asked Chip, I was like, "Okay, so if the referee's on my right side, should I lift my right arm? And if he's on my left side, should I lift my like?" I was being that meticulous about it. Like I was like, "I want to make sure I don't want anything to look wrong or this, that, and the other." And 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 that that was that that was mainly it, man. I just wanted to watch it again and make sure nothing was was wrong. After the fact, I I was so freaking happy. I was like, it is over with. I finally got one done. And then I don't know which one of y'all said it was like, yeah, now the journey just begins now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah now it's good. It's, now it's time to go. It's time to get out there. Right. It only gets worse from there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Let me let me ask let me ask you this question. Um I think we kind of we kind of overlooked it. How exactly did you come up with the concept? of the character arc of the Warren Sanders. How did that come about? And why did that, what, what was, where that, did what, the what name come from? Yeah. Where did the, well, the, yeah. A where, where, a, where did the name come from? And B, the, the, the character and the aura around the character. Like how did that okay. create it? All right. Warren Sanders. First of all, Warren is my middle name. So that's where that came from. Sanders comes from the, uh, it was one of my felonies. And listen, when I call it a felony, this was the divorce. Cause I felt I did them room completely wrong and I should have went to jail for that shit. So I'm just saying that was my second felony. I took her last name and took my middle name and came up with Warren Sanders. At first my name was going to be, <laughs> and I only stole this shit cause I was watching something, uh, some old anyway, I was going to say myself, the sexy bitch <laughs> beast, sexy beast. That, it, it was going to be bitch at first. And then I was like, Oh, we're going to a church. Okay. Sexy beast. And that thing. And then I started thinking, I don't even think of myself that way of some sexy person, blah, 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 blah. Warren Sanders is the quarterback that played, is, is me as a quarterback. If you don't say nothing to me, I won't say nothing to you. But as soon as you got a problem with me, I'm going to handle that problem. Ain't going to be no, I got a problem with you. No, I'm just going to handle the problem. 
And that's who Warren Sanders. Warren Sanders is the quarterback in me. It's the guy that's where it's like, look, man, I'm just here to do my job and wrestle and blah, 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 blah. But if you say something out of pocket to me, I'm going to tear your ass out the frame. And you brought this on yourself. Don't you get mad at me. You opened your mouth and said something crazy. Now I got to smack you, your soul, your wife's soul, your kid's soul, and everybody else is involved. Yeah. You I, brought this up. Yeah. I look, I, I kind of looked at the, the whole lot because you were, as a heel, it's more like a, you like you kind of like a smart ass heel and you kind of play to the you know like getting on people's nerves and stuff but when it's time yeah. to actually do the work and put you know put your business hat on in a sense you reminded me a lot and I told you this the night that you did the beat down on me not the first night but like after we did our match and everything and we had a last little angle going and I said yeah. I said you need to beat me down and I said I want you to beat me down like you're fucking Nino Brown from fucking New Jack City <laughs> and be the most cold, heartless motherfucker you can be at the same time, still be Warren Sanders, still be that guy. And, bro, you right. did that to a fucking T. Like, there there were people in the crowd who would normally, like, argue with him because it's like, oh, this, this I ain't taking this guy seriously. This guy, he, he likes to joke around. He likes to talk shit about people. Hey, joke. But when, but when you did that to me that night, a lot of people was like, Yo, who the fuck is this guy? And where the fuck was this guy hiding the whole time? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, did you do you do you like? I mean, obviously, you like being that. Is is it a different? Is is there a time and place for you to be that serious? Yeah, Warren, and then in my, in my yeah, in my opinion, I think because I think the whole situation is, um, I'm just, it is what it is to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just coming out there and it's like, I'm going to make fun of you. Beating people up is fun for me. That's how I look at it for Warren Sanders. Beating you up is a joy to my soul and I'm going to have fun doing it. Now, you fight back. Then nobody asks you to do that. <laughs> you sit there and just take this beating and, and just take it. Listen, if you lay there for three seconds, boss, we'll be gone. But you want to keep getting up. Okay, we've been at this for five minutes. Now I need you to stay down. Okay, now we've been at this for 10 minutes. Now you get your ass up again to me and you have a bigger problem that you didn't you had when you first walked out that curtain. Oh, it's 12 minutes. So you still want to keep getting up? All right, I'm finna break his leg. I ain't got time for this shit. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how it goes. It's a gradual process. Warren Sanders is there to have fun and beat people up and giggle, giggle, giggle. Don't push the button. Because see, when the button push, then the tunnel comes and all he's focused on is the person that pushed the button. And, and now you have a problem until I get tired. It's not when you get tired. It's until I get tired. Because no disrespect, Tyler, I just really got over you about a month ago. So you're safe. Okay, just a month ago. Just like, a no month ago. It's, been, it's been, what, eight years now? Warren <laughs> Sanders now? holds grudges. Warren Sanders holds grudges. I still got problems out there. Zach Dye has an issue he knows about. He doesn't He don't understand. He thinks he's still the base I high with Zach and Kelly and all this. Like, you know, with Slater and all them. I have a problem with him. I have a problem with little Joshy Poo. Um, um, I have a problem with a lot of guys. I don't even I don't even know Nate Wild like that, but he flips too much. So I got a problem with him. It's like I have problems with people. I just try to keep them down. And sometimes I try to throw a little bait out there to see if they want to, you know, give me a reason to be pissed off about them even more. But sorry. I kind of rambled there. No, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, Warren Sanders, it's it's a it's a gradual build. I'm just out there to have fun, but don't piss me off, dog. Do not piss me off. Um, <clears throat> all right. So so we have, um, we have that first match, and, and you kind of know where you're going from that first mm -hmm. match through to the next. You know, 
next few matches or whatnot. Right. Um, so you have a, a series of matches with Talon, and then you come up to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, wrestling Johnny Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell me about <laughs> your experience in the ring with Johnny. Okay. Um, first of all, I felt I had the hardest wrestling schedule in the history of man. I think, yeah, I started off with Talon, and then... Yeah, you got Johnny Rock right after that. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Ain't no break. Ain't no bye week. Like, I can't wrestle the mask hooligan from the other side of town or somebody where I can get a couple of squashes or something. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling, Johnny was like wrestling talent on crack. No disrespect, talent. That's cool. That, because that dude, first of all, I don't care what nobody say. That pain is intimidating. It's cool sitting in the back. It's cool when you see him walking around outside. Yeah, yeah. But when that bell ring and he looks at you and I'd be like, you know what? I could probably actually die in here messing around with this man. Okay. Let's just take our That's time. when it gets fun. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it does. I had to I had to now the thing was it was it was a different approach as far as with Johnny because match after I'll tell you this. Let me rewind just a little bit. The the lead the, the matches with Talon made the thing with Johnny Rock a little smoother and a little easier because it was like, I, I guess I seriously, I cut my teeth with talent. Like I understood certain things like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it got to the point, there was no conversations at one point. I told you there wasn't going to be. I told you straight up. I, yeah, said, we're not, yeah. I said, I'm not calling that damn thing in this match. You gonna go, We're going to go out yeah. there. We're going to work. If you get lost, I can't lead you home. You're going to have to figure out a way to get home by yourself. You know, yeah, you like, like Man, we do. Yeah. You know. so, yeah. So it was times out there where and and I know we, we, we all talk that, you know, the business is out there now. Kayfabe has kind of exploded. But anyway, um, it, it was just it, the conversation was very simple. And somebody both of y'all told me this is how our conversation was going to go. What do you do, kid? This, this and this. All right. And that's that was it. And then it was what's the finish blah 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 blah. oh okay all right see you out there what the, what the fuck you mean see me out there <laughs> you don't want to talk about nothing no and i just remember slow and listen i was take your time and listen i was taught to listen if you listen you can follow directions just listen to him and i listened to that dude and me and him had like a little i think two or uh, three, I think two or three good to matches together where I was like, damn, I felt good about myself. I felt pretty comfortable. After that, I was like, geez, okay, I've been in with this one and then this one. And if I'm correct, I think Chip came soon after, but that was a one night only. God damn it. <laughs> that was a one night only. That's the one I didn't want to do, though. I didn't want to go. Why, 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 explain why you didn't <laughs> want to do that match. But you, I didn't, I felt like, no, fuck no. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want, I was just like, no, this dude is going to get me out there and he's going to put me in. <laughs> just like, it wasn't, I didn't feel that you were going to do anything dirty or anything, but you were going to make me be something I didn't feel comfortable being at that time is a really good wrestler. Like I was just not necessarily going through the motions, but I was used to, listening and riding it out you know what i'm saying listening okay yeah i know i'm gonna do this do that i just had a feeling that chip you was gonna get in there and be like lock up all right what you want to do what 
<laughs> what do you mean? What do I want to do? And I can just feel you pulling me into the corner. What do you want to do? Uh, this is too much like training shit. Leave me alone. I'm a powder. God damn it, I'm a powder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I, just, I just felt like I didn't. I didn't. But we had that one match. I remember it was the, it was half lit in the in the in the church that day. The ring was cocked at a different angle. It was some completely different. And we had that match, and it was the coolest thing I have ever been in. It was like for that to. From Chip, I mean, excuse me, from Talon to Johnny Rock to whoever was in the between after that to that moment with Chip, man, that was that was awesome sauce. And I also got the word Chip as a as a, a face, which I'm terrible at. But anyway, um, but yeah, that that was I just I was just like, man, he going. I, I wasn't ready. I did not feel completely comfortable, honestly, y'all. This past weekend, I just really felt comfortable enough to where I can feel like, all right, I'm the heel. I'm gonna make this shit work. I got it, boss. You just tell me what you do. Like, I just really seriously feel comfortable now of being y'all. So what you got? What's the three things you do? Seriously. Just now. Just like really after. I just now feel completely comfortable with myself in a ring like that. So, but now these years later, mm-hmm. you do you kind of understand why the series of matches you had happened in the way that they had? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was in some matches that I wasn't expecting to be in. Um, I think one of them, I think with, with even with Talon, there was this, what was it? Me and, jeez, um, I cannot think his name for nothing now. No safe, not safe for wrestling. I think he's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Ray Fury. Ray Fury? Yes, Ray. Yes, Ray by God. Yes, Ray <laughs> Fury. <laughs> it was me and Ray versus Johnny and Talon, and it was just a go at it. It was just, we was going. And I was in there so terrified. Because I look like sis, like I want everybody to understand this. If you listen to this, I'm a fan. I'm a wrestling fan first. Y'all don't understand. I was training and had to sit, and I was at, would come to every show and sit in, in the, as a as a fan and watch these shows. So I was seriously like a fan of these dudes, and I'm sitting up here like there was a little, you know, the little spot that everybody's going to uh, the 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 world's largest double down or whatever. And right. I was just sitting there looking, and I almost messed up because I was looking like, oh, wow, he kicked the shit. Oh, my God. He hit the- oh, oh, shit, my turn. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, <laughs> it was just one of them things. And it was just like, I was a fan. So to be in there with them, I was like intimidated, honestly, because I was like, my number one thing, and y'all don't heard me say this over and over, I just don't want to mess up, man. I just don't want to mess up, and I don't want to mess nobody else up, and I don't want to get nobody hurt. That was my biggest thing. And after every match, it seemed like y'all all had the same look like, yeah, see, there was no problem. Just do what the hell you do, and everything was going to be fine. But those those series of matches, yeah, I understand. It made sense because I did different stuff that I wasn't comfortable with doing. And I think and I think y'all figured out that if you don't tell him, then he has no choice but to do it. Because if we give him a chance, if we tell him in advance, he's going to find a way to get out of that shit. Yeah, it's it's because I, I fight or flight mentality. Yeah, y'all, yeah, going on to the whole belt situation, which I'm pretty sure we're getting to a little. If you don't tell me, then I won't overthink it, or I won't find it'll be a natural reaction. So y'all, for y'all just to put me out there in certain stuff, I loved it. I feel like, and this is no disrespect to any other show I've been on, because I've been on some good shows, but my first, in my opinion, five, four or five opponents to me were some of the best best wrestlers in this area and they can't say it they can nobody can deny it because you guys faces on on every other flyer around this area so you can't sit up there and say 
Well, he was all right. No, no. Those two cats were tag team champs. That dude was running crazy one other show. These dudes run basically this show, that show, and that show as a tag team. You get what I'm saying? It's just like, no, I was out there with some dudes to where I was like, you know what? You might need to start not necessarily sticking your chest out and walking around like you're the baddest thing in the world, but be like, no, man, you, you do have a pretty good idea of what you're doing. You ain't saying you're the greatest at it, but you have a pretty good idea of what you're doing. Okay, so from that, you alluded to it earlier. There was a belt situation. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk us through this, this belt situation. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, and at first I was told, all right, we got this running because I was done for the night. So I was getting myself together so I can get ready and, and just kind of relax because I wore so much stuff to protect myself. I was like, Shit, I need to take some of this off. So as I'm taking off my boots, I'm like, no, no, take your boots off. I need you to do a run in. You're going to be out and do it. Okay, cool. So before it's time to go do this quote unquote run in, I was patted on the shoulder. I was like, oh, yeah, and you're getting the belt. Go. What? What the? What? What is the first thing you're supposed to do, Dame? Just get out there, make eye contact with people, and just listen. All I know is somebody turned on somebody, and I end up getting a three count. And I was supposed to be surprised, and it was supposed to give out this, yay, jump up and down, surprise. No, that reaction that you see of me sitting there looking like, what in the purple hell just happened? That's exactly how I felt. Because literally three to four minutes before that, I was just told, yeah, you finna go out here and, yeah, just pin them. Don't worry about it. We got it all taken care of what okay i pinned him and the new champion who who you who why why are you giving me a belt i don't want no belt not no major what not the guy no i'm not supposed to close shows man I'm, that's how i looked at myself i'm not supposed to close the show i'm supposed to be the guy that right before intermission or right after intermission they kind of either get some going into intermission or kind of pip some up after intermission but not the main no i don't need this belt i'm not no please no i don't want it but i took it though i was cool with it but it was right. terrifying. Thank you for that. So, but, okay. Um, I, I've always been taught, and, and this is going to come out wrong, but don't take it the wrong way. Uh, your best matches are not always your main event matches. Your main event matches are the people, you put people in that match that the fans are paying to come and see. And at this point, the fans were paying to come see Warren Sanders. Uh and that's wow. not to say that you weren't that's that's not to say that you weren't a good wrestler. Uh cuz I also would not have put you in that position did I not think you were good enough to be in that position. But the fans were literally coming to pay, they were paying to come and see Warren Sanders. Uh to see what antics he was going to do um how many times he was going to talk about the lady that pissed on herself. Um, <laughs> hold on, we, we need a sidebar that one what yeah let's just say when, right. let's say when you get done i need to talk to you so <laughs> did you knock on the window i'm oh, my fault go ahead go ahead go, i'm sorry uh so so there's there's this 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 fan uh around this area that gets so into the wrestling shows she doesn't get up to go to the bathroom. She will just literally sit in the chair and pee on herself. What the? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's the response uh, I got. That's the thing I did. Like, there's a there's a bathroom break match for a reason. 
<laughs> no, there was no bathroom break match for her. No, no, not at all. That's, that's the thing. She didn't even um, she didn't even relieve herself during intermission because she didn't want to miss anything oh. if somebody tried to jump somebody. Ma'am, <laughs> yeah, that it, hard. It, that it, hard it, it's still real to her. Damn it! Hey, Damn I mean, it, it, it is real. <laughs> It is real, but not real enough to piss yourself. Well, so, well hey, you also got to yeah. think of some people while you're dealing with their, um, you know, mental capacity, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so back on track. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, so you you have the run uh, there at, at EWA, and it's time for you to start blossoming out and going to other places, right? Yes. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you come to me and you're like, you know, hey, uh, I want to go wrestle at this place or this place or this place. What do you think? And if I'm not mistaken, I said, hey, look, I think you're ready. Here's the places that I think would be a good fit for your character. And that was it. Like, you took the ball and ran with it from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I first of all, I felt that I should ask you before I went somewhere else, because like I, I looked at it, I, that's where I train at. That was my home show. That is my that that is my home show. Like EWA show when it, you know when it was running, that comes before anything. Like that's the running show. That's the show I work for. So before I go anywhere, I was gonna ask you. And then as you being my trainer too, it was like, man, do you think that I'm ready to go? and you know deal with these different places and stuff like that and um you helped me get down there with woody a couple of times um twe that was straight um that was fun um ego was that's the closest to ewa in my opinion ego because it was more of not saying other shows wasn't telling stories and stuff like that but to me ego was like it was a legit family. And to me, that was just how it was at EWA. It was a family. Like, you knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some guys were probably no-show, but who wouldn't no-show? You know, it is what it is. But there was a core of guys that you could always depend on based on situation, you know, based on, you know, family, if ain't nothing crazy going on. But right. I just thought that, I just wanted, I was like, let me make sure I check with him and make sure these places are good because I look, I'm serious, fellas. I looked at it like, wherever I go, I'm representing y'all cats because y'all the ones that train me. I'd never wanted to go somewhere and somebody be like, Hey, hey, Sanders, who in the hell trained you? Because remind me never to get, you know, to, to kick their ass or blah, 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 blah. I always look like that I was carrying on a Chip and Talons wrestling school every time I went somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, hey, I, I tried to make, do my best being on time. I tried my best, fellas. I promise I did. Um, but I shook everybody's hands and and I did everything that I was supposed to do. And when, it, when that music, when those bottles started hitting, Man, I zoned out for however long I was supposed to zone out and went out there and did exactly, you know, just went out there and just tried to make you guys proud. All right. So let me ask this question. Um, you, you talked about going to different places, going to GPW and but no matter it wasn't even GPW, it was still DSCW at the time. Yeah, it was DSCW at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was still DSCW at the time, and then also doing ego and TWE. How did you mm-hmm. feel when you went out in front of a crowd that a? I mean, because obviously you're going to be debuting in front of a brand new audience, and some crowds are bigger than others, and um, some mm-hmm. you know, some shows have a little bit more prestige uh, than others. Um, and then you're also working with guys that don't know your style and don't know working right. different. Is the is the nerves the same? Is, are they different? 
how, how, how did you feel the first time you worked a different place? Yeah, it um, terrified. Just like I, 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 but I was terrified at EWA every show. Um, rather, I, I just, just terrified. Um, Damon, Damon Smith would be in those locker rooms. Until, even with the gear on, up until those bottles start hitting and that music hit. Once that music hit, dude, Warren Sanders doesn't give two shits about anybody. All he needs is one. I just need one person out that crowd. Just one. All I need is one person to argue back. So the nerves would be hitting to the point to where I'd be terrified. Like, dude, seriously, like anxiety attack. Like, oh my God, okay. Slow down, slow down. But once that music hit, everything changed. Certain show, I did notice that certain shows had a different little vibe to them. It was like, um, like, EWA, the whole the whole place could hate you. <laughs> the whole place, because you got this particular group on this side, and you got that particular group in the middle, and you got the kids mainly on this one side. So that whole place could hate you. TWE was more of, yeah, man, the dads in there love you. You know, the dads was because the dad, you know, it seemed like the dads kind of got a little bit more because it was a, a reason for them to kind of go back and forth with their kids. Of course, the kids hate me everywhere, and the women hate me everywhere too, and I love it. But it was just like TWE was a different vibe because one it was smaller so you had to be a little little sneakier not necessarily sneakier but you got to be smoother in there because they can hear everything in there you know what i'm saying ewa was bigger to where hey one big enough bump or whatever hey man you you probably got another 10 seconds to let everything know what's going on all right look so we're gonna do blah 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 you know so tw was more of a uh and homey like environment not to say homey it was just a closer thing to where you had to it was more intimate i guess that's the word i'm looking for more intimate to where I just need to find one of y'all looking at me crazy and I can just go at that crowd and, and I can get everybody riled up. Um, but like I said, outside of e, outside of EWA ego is probably the, one of the most fun spots I've ever had as far as, because that crowd, they don't give a damn. They just want to see somebody. They just want to be entertained. That's it. They just want to be entertained. That's to me, almost like EWA. They just want to be entertained. That's it. And they, they ain't really buying all that. Yeah, you can do all this great stuff. They just want to be entertained. And I just I just like that vibe up there. It just gave that that, hey man, you just go out here and do your thing. Somebody gonna like it and somebody gonna hate it. But you you gonna you gonna definitely know. I tell you that much. You'll definitely know. Where I know I'm babbling, but I know like EWA, if the match really wasn't good, you'll kinda get that. Okay. Let me go get some nachos type vibe. I mean, you get what I'm saying? At Ego, it was like, um, yeah, you might hear boring. Yeah. Or, you you know, you can, you, yeah, you might hear a boring call or, you know, say that and the other. It was just like the vibes were different, but I felt that the character can go anywhere he wanted to go because all I need is one person in the crowd. Just one. I, love, I just need one. I love person. I love the Ego crowd. You know, like the Ego, the ego crowd to me is probably one of the, one of the, one of the best crowds. Uh, just because, like I said, when me and uh, when Chip was wrestling with me, when we went to uh, Ego, uh, we wrestled. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Cross Brothers. Or we wrestled Smiley and uh, Donnie Uptown. Um, no, they lost to the Back Row Boys. But go ahead. They, uh, they the crowd started chanting "Rip Off." No, it was the Cr uh, Cross Brothers. They said they said they started a "Rip Off" revival chant. I'm like, whoa! Oh wow! Fuck y'all! I, I, mean, I remember that. Wow! I was like, I remember all that. of you. <laughs> 
You know, then, then then we hit we hit face off on one of them. I can't remember who it was. Rip off face off. And I just, I sat there and I just looked at him right in front of the guys who said it, and I just flipped him off and I was like, "Revival my ass, bitch!" And then I just went over, went back and covered him. But yeah, that's how you what was that? But yeah, no, I'm saying that's how you got to do it with them. Like that crowd up there gives it to you, man. They give you if you want it, they will give it to you. They'll give it to you. They like to be a part of the show. At least they're not throwing D cell batteries at you. (laughs) I got smacked by a baby once, but (laughs) I think I'd rather get smacked by a baby than get hit by a D cell battery. Shit, you had a knife pulled on you though. Well, that's besides the point. (laughs) I've I've, I've done a lot of questionable shit in my career, (laughs) right? But this 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 is not about me and burning rebel flags in the middle of Georgia. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I got some Georgia stories, too. <laughs> um, Isn't wrestling great? <laughs> yes. Not in Georgia. Not like that. It's a little dangerous out there. It is. It is. Um, so so you, you end up going to these other places. Then you find kind of your second home at Ego. Yeah. Um, tell, us, tell us about your first experience there at Ego. Um, it was uh, versus Tiger Kid, and the thing with that was I had worked Tiger Kid at TWE like a couple of weeks before, and it, it, it yeah, he, I guess he had a great time because <laughs> he went up there and, said and the thing was I had sent the information. I, hey, like all those guys, it was like I understood at first. I didn't understand because I remember Chip. I think I came to you. I was like Chip, man, I'm sending out this information and I'm sending out matches and nobody's getting back to me, man. Am I doing this right? Blah 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 blah. And he was like, dude, just be patient. You got to understand. People had already started putting stories together and shows been probably been booked in advance and blah 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 blah. And I got lucky to get on TWE and I was working Tiger Kid and we was basically going with this Chris Tucker versus Jackie Chan type thing because you know he he's those the you know, the Tiger Kid thing and all that other stuff. So I was coming back at him and he called me Chris Tucker. So before I did an elbow drop, I bowed and all, you know, all that type of stuff. So it was like, cool. So he went up there to Ego and he talked to um, to Barry and that was my first match up there. And that atmosphere was different because it was, that was the probably the biggest building wise. Because it, it was just a little bit, to me, it was, yeah, it was a little bit bigger as far as the, the weather, where the matches and stuff were held. It was a little bit bigger than EWA. So it was probably the biggest place. And I ain't never seen that many chairs. So I'm sitting up there like, man, everybody going to feel this thing out. And then I think I was like, first, you know, the first or second match. So I was like, yeah, this thing ain't going to fill up. But by the time, I think that right after my match, and I think I, you know, went and put my stuff and sat there by the curtain and watched the match. And that place was full. And I love the atmosphere up there, man. Those, like I said, those guys in Eagle, they just want to be entertained. And if you entertain them, that's it. They'll they'll they'll, they'll show their appreciation. But if you can't, they will show you that too. But I, I liked it up there, man. It was just a, it was a, it was a really good match. And um, we ended it with the old, um, is it Roddy Piper and Bret Hart when it the um, the finish, the the sleeper, yeah, yeah, going for the sleeper, and then we kind of rolled back, and I flipped over and. Yep, I end up pinning uh, Tiger Kid. So yeah, that 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 set it off, man. And again, my whole thing up there was like, man, don't let your boys down. Get up here and do what you're supposed to do. Get there, get dressed. You know, find out what your match is, your time. You know, but you always tell me, regardless of where I'm at in the show, you tear that some bitch up. Regardless, 
you know what I'm saying? Where regardless of where you are on the card, you was like, tear it up. You always go out there to tear it up. But yeah, yep. ooh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that fine. was it, man. Yeah, ego. That was that 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 was a real cool experience up there, man. I loved it up there. So how'd you get uh, hooked so, up with Roger? I, I was just fixing okay. to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I had went on this singles run to where I had won like I think like it was five, I was five and zero, oh, and then I went against Black Diamond and I lost. So after that, I was well, you already been told it. Well, are we gonna put you in a tag team? And I was like, tag team. And then it was like with Mike, and I was like, I don't know. No disrespect. Like, I don't even fucking know Mike. Like, I don't know Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, and then it's like, and because Roger, were you with us initially, or was it just me and Mike? And then he added you. Um. Well, the plan was to have you guys by yourselves, and then you'd get me. So I was in the plans to begin with, but they gave you that one match without me. Yeah, we had one match without him, and yeah, that that was my thing. It's like I don't know Mike, <laughs> and then it was like a manager, and that first thing I was thinking like. I can fucking talk by myself, man. I don't need no help. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how I was looking at it. It was like, I thought you had a manager. It was for the whole incident because you were lacking in something. Like I'm saying, you can't really talk, so we'll let him do all the talking or whatever. But I, I that's what was my initial thought. was like, why we need this dude? And who the hell is this dude? So it was like, I'm going to put y'all together to tag. And honestly, I don't know. The vibe I got from Mike that first match was he didn't want to be in the tag team either. <laughs> we were just both like what you want to do look man i do a sidewalk slam what you want to do he was like i don't know we was like look we just we just tag team keep him in the corner and we'll just figure this out later on because we thought it was really just a quick little couple of months couple of matches let it be what it is then roger showed up no we went out there and had a pretty good match our first go and then he added roger with us and then it just started working man we start getting a little tag move together. Roger's out there pissing them people off. Then we start figuring out two chocolates and a brown. Man, we got a damn Reese's cup out here. Them folks do not like us. We was like, man, this is awesome sauce, man. And 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 it just turned into it for me. It was another learning experience because it wasn't my trainers this time. Like the guys that the only guys that I really trusted and listened to as far as within the business was them two guys. It was Chip and Tyler. I didn't, uh, you know, I. No disrespect to other guys. I listen to what you said. But as far as trusting them, as far as what they're saying, because some of that stuff I'd be like, yeah, that don't make no sense. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? But this was more, Roger was on there. Look, it's, it's going to make sense. We just got to make sure it makes sense. Now, remember, Warren, you're not that really big. So, Mike, you may need to do this move. And then, Warren, you you do that because it'll make more sense that way. You know what I'm saying? It, it was like all about making sense. And then Mike was real good at putting stuff together. And my job was just to don't fuck it up. <laughs> it was just, hey, man, I'll do the stupid stuff. Hey, I'll talk in the beginning or whatever it is we're going to do. But it all made sense, man. And I love that tag team. That is the the one thing I was like, man, I could probably be a tag team for like two or three more years. I can ride this out. So I'm like 48 years old <laughs> as a tag team. Still undefeated. Still undefeated. Still undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. We never lost the belts. Never lost our belts. Nothing like that. You know. Right. We never even got belts. We were so good. We just like, you know what? We don't even want the belts, bitches. We don't you need them. But it was, it was that much of an experience like i learned from roger like it made sense and and ask roger they used to hit me hard i used to forget shit man yeah. like, roger, where are we at now uh look just get your air you got time okay cool. yeah i tell him to come to me and i paddle him out pull him out and we just talk it out <laughs> get that focus again right and i and it was a we were a legit team that lived nowhere near each other 
but we had a little group chat and trying to make it work in between. But I was like, I had tons of fun with that with Roger and Mike, man. Because at first it started off like, I don't know that dude and what the hell I need this dude for. I can do this by myself. But then and the I crowd out. hated us. And it was hated the greatest thing ever. ever. <laughs> everything about us. Everything about us. When I came out there that one time and said that all us combined had enough money to help build the wall, but we refused to donate to the project, you know, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But it yeah, we yeah, we went out there. We went there. Oh, yeah, we, we we made so much heat, it was ridiculous. Yeah, we were there for it. And and it was unexpected because Mike's not the tallest dude in the world, and I'm damn sure not the biggest dude in the world. But we worked. It made sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got beat up, but we pull it out some type of way. Yep. No matter Look, what, we win undefeated. You know what they always say style clashes make the best. Right. You know, whether it right. be uh, a singles match, a, a team, or whatnot, we, when you mesh two styles that you look at and you're like, man, we just do not fit together. And they come out, end up being some of the best shit that happens. Um, so, so you have this run at Ego um, as what, what was the team, the Back Row Boys? Where, yeah, back row. where did that name come from? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> this is my third match. Do I remember this, man? My th- okay, so there was these. My third, I think my third match in ego was against um, what is that man's name? Um, Ricky, you know, pretty yeah, Ricky Valentine. Yeah, Ricky Valentine. That was my, that was that was my third match. So I'm on the side. I'm out of ropes, and I'm working it, and I'm working it, and I'm stomping on him, stomping on him, and he wouldn't get up. So I dropped to my knees, like in Boys in the Hood, and was like, Ricky. Like he, I was beating him, just beating him, beating him, beating him. Every time he would get up, I would stomp him down and stomp him down. So that last time he just laid there and I just dropped to my knees by him and was just like, Ricky. So these three comedian dudes were sitting on the back row and they stood up and started clapping. And I was like, they get the reference. Cool. That's it. And from that point forward, they, they came to the very next, they came to the next two shows after that. And they were gigantic Warren Sanders fans, and they sat on the back row. So the next that that fourth show, they didn't come back. And I came down, and all I just remember saying was, "Oh, my boys ain't here, man! Shout out to my boys on the back row, the back row boys." And that's where, and that's what happened. Just because of me doing that Ricky thing, like boys in the hood, and they got the reference. I was like, "Y'all, my friends for life." And it's Danny Rendo, uh, Sam Donnelly. And it's one more other guy, my guy, my, my guy named William uh, Carter Murphy that lives down here. And it's one other dude. I remember them dudes like it wasn't none. We took a picture and everything just because they got the reference of the whole Ricky thing off of Boys in the Hood. I was like, y'all are my people forever in the day. And they were sitting on the back row and it just took off from there. You know, what I think it's funny about the Eagle crowd is when we go out there, they boo us. But during the match, they're cheering us. Yes. No matter what, like I'm over here, like at, we got to the point where we were being cheered so much, we were babies without being babies, right? And we, and we hated it so much. Yeah, we thought that was going because remember that's when we hit that thing. We're like, no, nah, we finna stop being funny. Yeah, you know, we, we we finna we not gonna be funny no more. Well, we had that to it up. But that's but that's the way the yeah. industry. That's how the evolution of the industry became though. Like people's like, 
and again, we have this conversation more often than we probably should, but the, the you know the the line between babyface and heel, you know, isn't even thin or blurred anymore. It's pretty much disappeared in some respects. Because yes, you do have those shows you go to where there's a clear cut babyface and a clear cut heel, but I think a lot of people look at now work rate and how good of a wrestler are you, you know, but if I can't get you to hate me, am I really that good of a heel? If I can't get you to emotionally invest into hating me for the purpose of this match, like if I can't get you to emotionally hate me as the heel, what the fuck am I doing? I'm doing it wrong. No matter how cool my moves are or how great my work rate is. If you're not booing me, I'm not doing my fucking job as a heel. Right. And it That's seems not like even that. doing. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it seems nowadays even more. It doesn't matter if like you do a dirty move or a cheap move or something. That doesn't change. They they'll still see you as oh he's a baby trying to do something just to get the upper hand. They don't even like see you doing a heel move anymore. So like being a heel is even harder nowadays than it was before. Because no matter how good you are, you have to find a way to make yourself be hated even when they like you. Right. And it's just hard to find out how to do it when everybody's cheering for you and not for the other guy, no matter what. Yeah, it's kind of like you kind of got to hope that they book it correctly to where you're just against the the un, undeniable baby face to where there's nothing you can do. They're just going to boo you. But it's hard, though, when we hit a move and do the whoa Bundy. <laughs> and they do it with us. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? We sit up there and we hit the little sidewalk slam and then Mike hits the leg drop and we get up and go, whoa, Bundy. You know, it's like, yeah, they like that. But we not. But we don't want y'all to like that. That's a us thing. Y'all just so just, it's like we're trying to do something to annoy you and y'all over here joining in. Like, yes, no, this ain't for you. <laughs> Dummies. Dag nabbit. Yeah, but that, that was it. Hmm. Next question. <laughs> um, so during this whole uh, run at Ego and EWA and little shows, spot shows here and there, um, you end up moving to Florida, right? Yeah. All right. Um, it, it explain this to us. Like, you, you ended up moving to Florida, uh, took a job. Um, down there. Uh, t- tell us about that. Yeah, so I had to leave. I got an opportunity. I couldn't pass it up. It was an opportunity to coach college football. It was on the NAIA level. I was being brought in as an offensive coordinator at um, a historically black college and university down there at uh, in Jacksonville. And it was... It looked as if it was going to be a promising situation. Um, yeah, and then um, I, I, let's, I put it to you like this. I got the job in February of 2018, and I lost the job December 1st of 2018. Um, now, <clears throat> the following two minutes, uh, these words expressed by Warren Sanders when are not directly... Um, accepted by anybody a part of movement radio all right for all you coaches that are out there talking about you know you've been in sports for 20 years and all this other stuff then you wouldn't 
shut up with that shit. Excuse my language. I was a part of a coaching staff of a guy who said he had been coaching college football for 20 to 25 years. If that's what it's like to be on a program that's from a guy with that years of experience, then I'm good. I would rather coach Pop Warner football. I'm, I'm, excuse, I'm one of these guys where if this is college football, then I need you to give me some college football. I don't need unnecessary meetings. I don't need long, drawn-out crap. Um, I just need it to be football. We have meetings, let's have meetings. If we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I was a part, also the academic liaison, which means I was the go-between between all the teachers and stuff when the kids start acting a fool. So it was, it was a stressful job. It was a no-time-for-wrestling job because – they, they had a strict policy. If you're getting employed and paid for by that college, then you don't have no side hustles. Nothing where you can put your face on a flyer or you finna go out there and, you know, and hurt yourself. Um, so just to kind of sum this up real quick and, and move on to the wrestling part of Florida. How can I say this? I went down there trusting someone and end up getting fucked. Slowly. With in the words of Ice Cube, no Vaseline. No Vaseline. <laughs> yeah, there, no Vaseline. It was it was a good situation as far as the experience that I gained and a lot of work that I've done and the connections and stuff that I made. But if I ever get an opportunity to coach college football, I won't take it. I won't take it. I, and I'm not one of those paycheck guys, so I wouldn't sit there and be like, "Yeah, man, they're gonna pay you a lot of money just to sit there and do nothing." No, I'm good. I'm not that. I love football too much to sit up there and steal from it. So it was just a, it was a it was a pretty good situation as far as learning, but as far as as learning what not to do, it was a pretty good situation. But as far as the overall situation, the best thing that happened was I was to get I was able to get out of Chattanooga and understand that there the world does not revolve around my little bitty ass city, and there's other stuff going on. So it sucked. But anyway, all right. So. <laughs> We, we know your feelings on um, the, the the coaching job at the HBCU there. Yeah. Um, but you also, when, when you, you left that job, uh, you, you continued to live down there. You didn't yeah. move back to chat, uh, but you started looking for some wrestling shows down there, right? Yes. All right. So uh, take us through like that process and, and how... How, How that different is it? You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first off, let me see. I had been, I, I had a little dark spot after that, after the um, the whole firing and everything, because I got fired and then I was divorced like shortly after that. So I was in a very crappy place. So I had to, you know what I'm saying, get myself together and all that stuff. And then when the, the approach for wrestling was okay. Because if I'm, I, I actually hit you up, Chip, and was like, "Look, man, what type of? How do I need to present myself as far as a resume of all the type of stuff?" Because you was telling me, "Hey, don't forget to put that. You went to that Bob Evans seminar, you know, say put all the stuff on there that you've done wrestling wise, and all you can do is just ship it out there." It was like basically you was telling me, like it was after I had my first match at EWA, you starting back over again in a way. So you just got to send your stuff out there, and eventually, you know, somebody will buy into it. But what I learned down there was as much as they dog Vince McMahon, a lot of them bookers down there just like Vince. I need them big. I need them strong looking. I need them oily. I need them to have that look. And my thing was like, well, I damn sure ain't big. I'm kind of strong. And I damn sure ain't got the look you looking for. You know what I'm saying? So I had to 
basically take my time and get on the right show and and you know and just figure out which was who and which was what because there was one show that the guy wanted to book me in and he had this you know he has his own little live tv show and everything and he was like yeah and i love to book you but i had to bring you in you just got to get beat up for a year and i was like why he was like, well, you're not that big. So I go watch his show, and I'm like, dude, the difference between my rest, between me and your wrestlers, they're just taller. These dudes ain't no bigger or no better. Because I, I honestly, and this is me, I always look at myself as like, I am not that good at wrestling. Like, I'm decent at best, and that's on a great day. So for me to see these other dudes, and then my thing is like, yeah, he got muscles, and he got the look, but he can't talk, and he barely sails. You know what I'm saying? All his moves is basically clothesline, clothesline, clothesline. Power slam, close line, close line, close line. Power slam again. I'm just like, so what is it about mine that's different? Because when you when that dude punched me, I flew across the ring. And when he closed line me, I can't do a flip, but I laid there like I was dead. But that next show, I cut a promo on him to the point to where you told me you wasn't going to air the promo because he ain't have no comeback for it. I mean, you get what I'm saying? So I'm down there going against a situation where they want wwe type superstars but they don't i don't i I can't really explain it dude it's just like this they want the visual they don't care too much about if he can talk they don't really care about this that and other all they know is that guy's gonna sell a ticket you know what i'm saying so that's the situations i was dealing with like I had no problem being on the mid card. You know, that's never no big deal to me. That's not a problem. But right. my problem was you would give a microphone to your main event guys, and it sounds like, how's it going out there? We got a big night tonight. I got a one-on-one against Evil Man, and I'm going to tear him apart. Y'all ready? Yeah. That's what you call talking? That that's what you call talking? Like that's how I looked at like that's what you call talking? Because I thought it was a situation where I need to go out there and sell that dude as if he's going to beat my butt and da 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 like praise him as much as I possibly can, but I also let the car know that, yeah, he's really good, but I can beat him. But I'ma say it my way. I mean, if you get what I'm saying. And it just right. seems like down there it was it's it's not like that. And I'm I'm not down at all the shows down there. Not down on them all. But if you want to go EWA, TWE, Ego, DSCW, and even um, RCW, there are stories being told on those shows. Yep. Those I can name five shows where I'm at or where I'm down in Jacksonville where I've been to. They're not telling stories. Smaller guys on the mid card, bigger guys on the main event. And go. No story te- that you you got to figure out if they're telling a story in the match, but there's really not no storytelling in the match. It's shine, 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 shine. Cut off. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Come back home. The land of get my shit in. Hey, and it's my thing. I'm not talking just to be sitting up there down because well you wasn't getting booked. No, I was getting booked, sir. I just wasn't finna drive four hours for fifteen dollars. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not driving four hours for fifteen dollars because I can give you links to all the shows and tell you to watch them and be like, now you tell me. I can give you two shows from beginning to end 
and you watch the main, you watch the mid card, and you watch the main. You tell me who put the show on, where did the pops come, and who was when were they more into it? Not because the music hit. I'm talking about from the beginning of the match to the end. Those shows can't really compete. No disrespect, and I hate to say this, but as great as the movement are as a tag team, they would treat y'all like the fucking Mokey Brothers down here because you don't look the part. Not that you can work your asses off, but you don't look the part. And that just gets frustrating, dude, because y'all know me, man. I, 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 I can try to get big, but it won't last long. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's only so much I can do. So it's just like I'm um, just glad to kind of be home for a minute. All right. Uh, so uh, obviously uh, you're, you're back in chat for now. Um, yeah for for uh a few more days at least um do, do you have plans to move back back to chat at any point um well based on some situations that are going on right now um maybe here now might be here for a while now okay um yeah things happen to where um like i work in education down there and when you have a principal change and athletic director change and you have some changes within your school building and you lead, you know, a school that was kind of having issues when you, when a new principal comes in, you know, the first thing they want to do is bring in people that they trust and do stuff like that. Right. So when, when you're a guy that's just fresh on your certification in Florida and you haven't really been there that long and you know, this other stuff, they feel that instead of reading your resume and seeing the stuff that you've done, they can replace you. So in my eyes, I was like, cool. I mean, all I need to know is, you know, things happen. It's no big deal. But, you know, if I have to stay here at home, it's home. I'm not worried about that. It's no big deal. What who should be worried is TWE should be worried if I stay home. Ego Pro should be worried if I stay home. RCW should be worried if I stay home. These TWAs and all these Northwest George, George, all these other spots, they should be really worried if I stay home. Because if I do decide to stay here, it's going to be a problem. Because I feel comfortable wrestling here. Which means I have no problem showing up at your show unannounced, causing a problem, and leaving. And or daring you to do something about it. So yeah, Chip and Talon, I'm probably going to be here for at least a year and it's going to be some of the worst years of some of these wrestling shows lives. You know, that kind of, that kind of warms my heart a little bit. Uh, <laughs> really does. It, it really does. Does it, um, does it warm it enough for you to come back to the ring? Mm, uh, <laughs> you, you talking crazy oh, talk right he now. Been itching. <laughs> he been itching. Don't let him lie to you. He been itching. Mm-hmm. I mean, this will be there, but it's, I mean, it depends if he wants to scratch it or not. Right, right, right. I, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I, it, as much as I love wrestling, uh, and it, Warren and I, we've had this conversation before, is as much as I love wrestling, I love spending time with my kids a whole lot more. And there's, there's, there's not, a and this is no disrespect because I like I, I love RCW. I love Tyler down there, Barry at Ego, Jaden over at uh TWE, uh 
Terry over at TWA, uh, Luke down at NGWA. Like, like those are guys that I, I genuinely I love. But where I'm sitting right now, they're they can't offer me anything to take that time away from my kids. Gotcha. Completely understand that, boss. Yep. Completely understand. Yeah. One hundred. You know. Uh, and I've I've had offers. I, I've had offers very recently. You know. Hey. You know. Uh, man, let me get you to work. You know, such and such tonight or whatnot. Uh, and I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'll come hang out and you know say hi to the boys that i ain't seen in you know a hot minute right but uh come see know, me with johnny Bopper's ass that's about it <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I i was having a conversation with a gentleman uh just uh about two hours ago and uh i said hey man i might ride out and uh just to see you this weekend you know i'm not i'm not going anywhere to wrestle I'm just gonna go say hi to my boy, and you know I ain't seen him in almost two years now, so you know it, it's time to stop in and say hi. All right. Is it nothing major? Yeah, nothing major. Nothing more. So, do you nothing to change your life about? So, if you do decide, because if I'm not mistaken, you got a show coming up on August seventh. Am I correct, Warren? Yeah, I seen you. I seen you. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. On my son's birthday, you did. Yeah, it was uh for TWA oh yeah, in the uh, Russell Rec Center. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How the fuck is it that I know more about your schedule than you? What the fuck happened there? <laughs> You're his agent now. Because check this out. Okay, see, this is the thing. What I noticed with, with my people, you know. I feel you with that, but some some people don't understand. It's like, hey, I will let you know. If I'm good for that date, because if something were to happen to where things work out for me in Jacksonville, I'm leaving August the 1st. Oh, I mean, you get what I'm saying? That's why I was like, don't put me on anything until I can definitely let you know what's going on. But the way it's looking, yeah, August the 7th. Well, hey, there's why that there's, there's that little disclaimer at the bottom of the flyer that says card subject to change. Card subject to change. You are correct. Always in yeah, but my, my goal now, seriously, with the wrestling thing is is now is to just be like, um, I like the TWA shows. I like the shows. I, I'm, I don't know how I can say this. It's just like I think now at this point, I think I'm ready to. How can I say this? Because uh, I've worked you, talent. So it's like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, what's that guy? Mikey Watkins. Him? Ain't that his name? Yeah. The little AJ Styles guy, yeah. <laughs> the little AJ Styles, but yeah. AJ Styles guy, yeah. Like yeah, him, I seen him work. That dude is super smooth and cool. It was like it's time. It's time for that. It's time to go back to the talent matches. It's time to go back to the Johnny Rock matches. It's time to go back to the um the the or the Jay Sparks matches. It's time to go back to those. It's time to go to the tag team if if it was working the Young Bloods in the movement. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go. It's it's time to see. Listen, fella, if this is what you're gonna do for the next year. Or however long you plan on doing it, it's, let's see how far I can do this. Because listen, I, I know it sounds great as man Warren Sanders. He he talks tough and da 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 da. Listen, man, the reason I don't cut promos is I don't like people looking at me. 
I'm completely honest with you, dude. I am the most introverted, um, I guess, wrestler, paranoid. I don't know what to explain it, but it's just like I'm so scared of somebody not liking it or somebody. And I know somebody's not good. Nobody likes everything. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like I just the embarrassment of me is just I don't know. I just rather. Well, you know what? I'll just wrestle that guy over there. I'll just stay over here on the low and I'll just, you know, do little small stuff, blase, blase, blah, you know what I'm saying? Just to get by or whatever. And I think now I'm to the point to where it's like, no, no, I want to see where I'm at with this. Right. Like, where am I at? You I'm, know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way when it comes because I've always, I've always have been my own worst critic. And in some cases, I still am my own worst critic because I'm always like, God, I could have done that better. Man, I could have done that better. You know, um, you know, and I, I returned to wrestling on uh, December 19th of 2020. That's when I officially came back. And, you know, they put me in there with guys like Brandon Watley and they put me in there with uh, they put me in there with Cyrus. And, you know, they, they put me in there with guys, you know, and I've been on this this big run of oh, the beer bottle. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I've been on this pretty good run. Um, and, you know, I mean, got the big match coming up on the 31st and, you know, been. Right doing that is it different now compared to what it was back then in terms of like okay do you still get nervous today the same way you did back then yes yeah without a shot of a doubt uh just the fact that you saying august the 7th was a show i got a little 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 <sighs> relax for a second like that yeah, it's, it's 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 still like that it's because I still enjoy doing it. I still think it is one of the coolest things in the world to do. Like, I love entertaining people. I didn't know I loved it, but you know what I'm saying? I, I do. Um, it's just a, it's one of the outlets, man. It just seems like I need that outlet. Football is, is, a, is to me, a peace of mind for Damon. And wrestling is a peace of mind, you know, for Warren. Like, even just going to a show and just sitting there will be fine. But I know, boy, if somebody say, you got your bag? Yes, I got my bag. Trust me, boss, I was trained to always bring your bag. So I got my bag. You know, so it's it's just one of those things, man. I just feel like I'm in a – I feel like I'm in a, a, a better place mentally with this with wrestling. And I'm working on the physical part of it to where I'm like, hey, man, even – even though you aren't in the greatest shape, I think you figured out a way that you can pace yourself now. You know what I'm saying? Work smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? The last couple of matches I had were matches where I was working with guys who thought the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it was easier to get stuff done. I just I, I just really believe this, I guess the third go around, it's just going to be a lot more fun, man. And I, I just want it to be that, but I, I don't want to just stay chat. I guess going to Florida and wrestling down there was like, hey, man, if you can wrestle down there, then maybe you need to go a little deeper into Georgia, man. Maybe you need to go a little, little, little higher up in Tennessee if you possibly can. But just to see where you are, just to see where you are. But I'm not driving no five hours for no fifteen dollars, though. Damn that! No, uh, I don't blame you for that at all. <laughs> no, I mean you not know you're worth all. at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes, at least twenty. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's about it, man. I just I thought I never wanted to come home until I got here for a while, and now I'm just like, wait, man, listen, you are here, you are 
You're put in places for a reason. And Jacksonville could have just been a season, man. That's all it was supposed to be. It was just it was a season for me to figure out what it's like to be outside of your home. Maybe this was Jacksonville was a way for me showing me to appreciate home more. You know, so I'm just just happy with everything, happy with all aspects of my life right now. Um living that single life for the first time seemed like since I was nineteen. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I can make moves and do stuff on my own right now, man. And I just want to see how good Warren Sanders can be. All right. Uh, yeah. Roger, you got anything else? Um, I think we've covered everything so far. Um, I'm trying to think of something, but I can't. Well, I got a question. Uh, I got a question. Uh-oh. It's not wrestling related. It ain't. It, it's not wrestling related. It's football related. <laughs> oh lord oh god okay <laughs> well, i already know where i'm going maybe go ahead where, AJ where, where do you think i'm going no 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 aj mccarron is better better than tua <laughs> okay okay i'm glad you did that okay so how many um national championships does tua have that he played the entire game and earned right okay what is the winning percentage of tua compared to aj mccarron Right. Um, um, ACC championships that you started the whole game and won on your own. Right. So you tell me when Tua has been better than A.J. McCarron except for that second half of the Alabama game. I mean, against that Georgia game in which the play before he made that pass, he almost jacked it up. Another two yards now out of field goal position. You know, he had to throw that pass. I love how I, I go to ask a question and then you start, like, killing Tua and I'm like, what even about the Dolphins? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I just, I just, you know, you Dolphins fans think Tua is God and Tua is. No, whoa, whoa. Hold on a no, minute. No, now. He, he Hold doesn't. on. He doesn't. Hold on. Oh, you don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's your boy, Matt. That's Matt who thinks. Um, yeah, that's uh, Matt. Matt that, thinks yes, that Tua is God. Yeah. I wanted to stick with Fitzpatrick for the rest of the year. Fitzmagic is the God, man. Fitzmagic I wanted to stick with Fitzmagic. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm don't, sorry. Ask your question. Don't, sorry, lump, sorry. don't lump all of us. Uh, Dolphin fans in the same category. Yeah, all, all three of y'all. All three of y'all. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your question? All right. So you are a Florida Gators fan, correct? Of course. You live down in Jackson, or you did live down in Jacksonville, correct? Yes, it's 45 minutes to an hour away from Gainesville. Yes, I have pictures of the, the Heisman trophies and the, the plaques. But go ahead. How do you feel about Tim Tebow signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars? First of all, Trash. Tebow's not that good. Trash. Yeah, thank you. He's not that good. Listen here. When an NFL coach says he's doing a decent job, Tebow's got one game to show his worth or they're going to get rid of him. He's doing a pretty good job, a decent job at tight end. Now, dog, this is the NFL. Pretty good and decent don't work when it's your first year ever trying something. That's a ticket ticket ploy. That's all about selling tickets. Is he making the 53-man roster? No. He'll He'll make it on nepotism alone. Listen, yeah, he, okay, okay, I, I, I say that. If you make it, it's because of tickets. It, it, you know, like you said, it's all about, oh, it's T-boo, blah, 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 Because uh, where he went to high school is 20 minutes. It's, it's outskirts of Jacksonville. So that's going to get tickets. He's, he's selling tickets. Then you got the golden boy down there, who technically is not better than Justin Fields, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, so, who, yeah. Gardner <laughs> Uh No, that was the other one. Trey Lance? He's not good, period. But okay, he's really? talking about Trevor Lawrence. 
You said Trey Lance ain't that good. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Um. You how you how you want to talk about it? You want to talk about him just because of what ESPN been telling you, or the film that I've been watching off of NFL.com, where you can actually get the 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 sideline view and the end zone view. He has sloppy footwork. He's late on out routes, and of course you can throw deep posts against talent that ain't that strong. He's good, but he ain't that damn good. Can you join? Are you ready for some football this year? <laughs> I'm just saying, boss, when it comes to that quarterback stuff, I'm not saying I'm the greatest, but again, I am the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. I ain't, threw a, I ain't took a snap in that thing yet. But you're not so going to tell saying, me that. Well, go ahead. I was saying, so you're saying you're right, right there with uh, Mitch Trubisky? Oh. I'm way better. <laughs> Mitch is like 20 something. I'm better than Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's so a if you want to talk about that, tell me what he's done to why he ain't been on the get rid of a quarterback list. What has Matthew Stafford done other than hide in Detroit? Hot in Detroit. Okay. And who's who's the better quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Jared, Jared Goff? Goff. Golf. <sighs> Thank Golf you. Way better. But but do you think that Matthew Stafford can actually win now because he has a better defense with him than what he had in Detroit? No. Them Detroit defenses weren't that bad. He oh. was turning that ball over a lot. They didn't have a strong enough running game. You just can't let – this ain't – dude, look, Brady – I understand they, everybody want to be like Shady Brady and sit back there and just throw that thing every down or be like Pat Mahomes and think it's all cool or whatever. He needed a better running game. Yeah, true. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. The defense weren't that awful in Detroit. But he had a nice little run when he had Sue and the other boy from Auburn, I think, at one point in time. He had a pretty good little secondary. Yeah, what did he do with that? Lose to – um to um a rod twice a a ron twice he's a stat machine he is the new age dan marino Oof. Mm. because Oof. What, what's gonna be the excuse when he go out there and don't win it, it ain't the offensive coordinator fault it ain't it's gonna be spinning the pill he is the new age dan marino yeah, we will definitely see what happens this upcoming season it's gonna be interesting <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm cool with that because, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dan Marino was a stat machine. He never won a Super Bowl, you know. So, but, but I mean, but then again, there's a lot oh, of man, I wouldn't mean it. Oh, I just thought about that. I am so sorry. I wouldn't mean it. Like oh, no, that no, you good. You good. You good. <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, oh, my God. You good. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. You know, there's a lot first, of great first you never trash, Bowls. First, you trash his current quarterback, <laughs> then you then trash the best quarterback that he's had. <laughs> Is he the best though? Because he didn't win no Super Bowl. See, no, I didn't say that. See, that was that was somewhere else. I didn't say that. But I mean, for real, how good is he? Bob Greasy is the best quarterback to ever play for the Dolphins. Right. He has two. We talk about this in we our trios bracket. This. They speaking made it to the which, semifinals. Our trios bracket. Oh, they made it to the finals. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of our trios bracket, uh, did you take a peek at that, sir? Yeah, I looked at some of that. Um, I didn't want to get a part of <laughs> some of that stuff. I was like, what? Because technically, anybody from the 70s should be making it to at least the semifinals with no problem. Because technically, I love Joe Montana. I think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But Roger Craig is not that dude. That's why, he, that's why he didn't advance. That's what I'm saying. Roger Craig is not that dude. So that kind of killed you right there. I know everybody was like, Joe Montana and them 40, man, Roger Craig, all he had, you know what Roger Craig did? He high-stepped really nice versus the Dolphins on that Super Bowl highlight video. That's all he did in his career. You think about it. What's the main highlight you've seen from Roger Craig? Him doing the high, the high-stepping into the end zone versus the Dolphins in that Super Bowl. Other than that, he did nothing else. 
Nope. Sorry. Just saying. And for the record. So you Garoppolo agree. Sucks. So you agree with the uh with the, with the final result? <laughs> Do you think Terry Bradshaw uh whoa, 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 whoa. okay now this is my thing about Terry Bradshaw? Hey man. He's kind of like Shady Brady in a way. He don't really do enough to win the Super Bowl games. He just got good people around him. That's all you need, though. It's a team sport. <laughs> well, okay. Have you ever played quarterback before? Yeah, literally. Yeah, so miss me with that comment. But I get <laughs> what you're saying. I feel you what you're saying. Shit, you know, I got you. But uh, technically, who's the quarterback that led them all the way up to the playoffs and right, right before the Super Bowl? At least twice, two out of them four. I'll tell you, his name was Jefferson Street, Joe Gillum, starting quarterback from Tennessee State. Only reason he didn't play in the Super Bowl because, one, he was too fucking high. And, two, ain't nobody here they going to let that black boy start in the Super Bowl when Brad Shaw's the man from Louisiana Tech University. Yeah, so I don't really buy all that. You know what I'm saying? I get it. He has some great guys around him. If they didn't have that defense, would he really won four? Well, you know what they say, defense wins championships. Yeah, so I say you lean that that that's more to uh the 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 steel curtain and 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 Lynn Swan and Franco because Harris. a lot of them passes come on man he just threw them balls up there it don't take that much talent to throw just throw the ball up in the damn air when you got dudes looking like ballerinas and then you got one of the tallest and fastest receivers in the world I cannot think of his name for nothing Starworth right yeah yeah Starworth and then the other dude. Yeah, yeah, man, you were straight. You had Franco Harrison running back. You didn't have to do too much. Would you say he was probably one of the best game managers of as a quarterback? Yeah, I guess. Let me ask you this about game manager. Aren't they all game managers? Because name me one gunslinger that's done won a Super Bowl. More than two. Wait, wait, wait. Ask, ask that question again. You see, you know how aren't all quarterbacks game managers? Because in because for them to be like, I'd rather have a gunslinger. Tell me where that's worked out. Brett Favre only had one. But that second win, that second one that Elway made, that basically both of them. He wasn't no gunslinger at that time. He had Terrell Davis in a good defense. Name me one gunslinger that they considered a quarterback that's a gunslinger with two Super Bowl rings or more. I got all day. Because you can't. They all game managers. You have to manage the game at quarterback. You're just like the pitcher and the point guard. You got to control and manage everything. All quarterbacks are game managers. I think I think what they mean by that is that a lot of times quarterbacks are asked to win the game. But a game manager in today's, I guess, jargon would be you're not going to be the reason we win the game. Just don't be the lo- just don't be the reason we lose the game. I think yeah, that you said Jim Plunkett. What'd you say? No, you said Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Fuck Jay Cutler. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought Jim Plunkett, but that's the same thing. But yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I get that. I just don't understand that. Though. Like Peyton Manning. Oh, you're talking my language. That overrated. Anyway. Um, oh, wow. Let's talk about it. Yo, y'all ready? Here we go. Let's start off at Tennessee. First of all, how is he the best quarterback in Tennessee when he won nothing there? He lost he the even, to a defensive player. He didn't even win. He didn't even beat uh, Florida. Yeah, he never beat Florida. And T. And Martin the, won. The, 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 was the quarterback the of the team. Same that exact team the following year. Yeah, 
with T. Martin, uh, Jamal Lewis. Uh, God, who else was on that team? Who who did, who did the big head boy beat in the Super Bowl? The Devin right. Hester? A, a, a right. Grossman-led Bears right. team? No, he right. beat Devin Hester. <laughs> right, he beat Devin Hester. Devin Hester, was the, that was the highlight of the of, of the Bears Super Bowl, the kickoff return. And if, and if I'm correct, didn't did the Bears really win? The end, end? I mean, I don't know that they won to make it to the Super Bowl, but I thought the Saints or the Eagles lost the game. Like, they did something stupid. It was Carolina. I think it was Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, it was Carolina. It was one somebody like that. Okay, so you look at it like, oh, come on, man, who'd you beat? Now, your brother, on the other hand, beat your art, your your uh, nemesis twice on the biggest stage of them all. Neutral site. And he did it. He did it. He threw a touchdown pass. Plexiglass. Right. So, oh, wait, I thought his name was Cheddar Bob. No, no, no. Cheddar Bob. Yeah, Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob Burst. Yeah, my fault. But yeah, in my in my case, Eli is the is the better Manning at this moment until this little till the, the um their Arch. brother until Arch comes. Now I watched that highlight. That little buddy is nice. Although he is playing in like a little, you know, private school division or whatever. But he's still nice. But that's because they got money for that though. Yeah, of course. You ain't gonna send that boy to the hood. Hell no. Yeah, that man gotta learn to scramble. Yeah, he can't be as slow as the other one. <laughs> can't be as slow as the other ones. Right. <laughs> Payton moves slower than time. Yes. He always got that bootleg off, though. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, what's he, the next yeah, one? He had, he had fucking Marvin Harrison and fucking Reggie Wayne to throw to. He also had Edron James, who was a disrespected running back that people forgot about. Nah, I love we didn't. He was, actually, he was one of the guys for maybes that would have made it in. Gotcha. For the trios, but... Yeah, you know. I don't, I don't. I don't like Peyton. So, good job, man. All right. He, he did throw the game-winning uh, touchdown against the Saints, though. He sure did. Threw it right to the Saints. Yep. He sure did. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that though. And I how he choked at a, he choked with the how he choked with the Broncos and had to get carried by Von Miller. Yep, yep, yep. Anybody knows that toward the end of his career, his twenty and thirty yard, his his deep balls were fluttering in the wind. Mm-hmm. He did not have the same arm strength. He's That's almost kind of like Drew Brees looked toward the end of his career. It wasn't the same zip on that thing. Well, Payton didn't couldn't feel his hands anymore because his neck fusion surgery. Right, and as big as that fucking head is, I know it's hard on his neck. <laughs> fucking that that, that fucking forehead, man, uh, man, you got to do writing plays on this dude's head. Like seriously, all right, what are you gonna do? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, I'll steal him on that. He one. Can, <laughs> the reason why he could read defense is because he had enough brain power to read everybody's mind exactly. out there. No, I, no, I know, I know what he's talking about. Shit, my forehead's so big, I dream in IMAX. Come on, man. <laughs> Silly. Yep. So, um, well, uh, Warren, you got anything else you want to say? Do you want to plug anything coming up? Plug your social media? What, what, what's what's coming up? All right. Um, for me, August the 7th. It's <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Oh, as a matter of fact. As I'm checking my phone, um, this Saturday, <laughs> North is it Northwest Georgia, North Georgia Wrestling Association? Yeah, I'm taking. I have a, a match down there with Roma Miller. I have no idea who you are, Roma. If you're listening, I saw that you wear white. You need to change that, boss. That is not how this world works. <laughs> um, you look like you're of a, a, a darker skin, which means you may be athletic. I hope you don't flip because it's going to be hard to do that with a limp. Um, 
And then August the 7th, <laughs> again, I'll be TWA down at Rothfield, probably destroying some person's poor life and then going to watch a football game immediately after that. Um, got a little podcast will be coming back soon, man. It's really going to come back this time. It'd be something like a podcast. It'd be a different format. It'll still have the same stuff, I mean, but we're going to do something like a podcast and then we're going to have something like a YouTube show. So we got Slap and Slays. I know it sounds crazy. Um, and within the YouTube show, we have... Um, a little football segment where I break down a play and just it's a lot of plays dealing with that big head boy by the name of Peyton Manning so I can break down all his mistakes since he want to break down other people's mistakes on ESPN or break him down. I'm going to do some reviews on wrestling matches, Um, just doing new stuff and different stuff. Man, I'm really trying to step out of this scared to be seen thing. I know it's like, dude, but you wrestle and you be out there in front of them people. Yeah, you can get lost out there, man. You know what I'm saying? You can get lost and forget who you are in that ring. So I just want to be able to present me mm-hmm. to people so they can see who I am and, and we just go from there. Um, hopefully to be back on here at least once a month for a sports show. And um, other than that, man, just try not to you know, spend unnecessary money on twerkers. That's it, man. Just chilling. This guy. <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. This got really got real. You got a uh, social media. You want people to follow you on social media or no? Um, or... No, I'm I'm really the, the social media thing with me. That's another problem. But I, I'm I'm straight with that, man. I don't have any um fan pages or anything like that because I would hate to have to do, you know break some poor person's soul down because they made a comment on my page not to tell them how useless they are to the world so now i just have a regular facebook man i have a twitter that i barely touch because twitter is the craziest place in the world um all i really need to do is tell a lot of you guys man hey listen keep your wife out my dms man it's real it's i'm not joking keep your wife out my dms i'm i'm, I'm trying to help you out boss do you want to keep this marriage going okay keep it out my dms because once i send that pic back your life is gonna change Hey, speaking of keeping wives out of DMs, hey, uh, <laughs> what about your boy Conor McGregor? What did he do? You didn't he, see? Snapped his said, leg? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. The, but the funniest thing was he was still talking shit sitting on the ground. This is not fucking over. I don't know what he said, though. All I know is he said it's not fucking over. I don't know about them other 72 words that he was trying to get out, but I saw it snap and I was like, dude, anybody noticing this is coming a little more and more in UFC? Like it's happening more and more. Well, it's just because people are actually checking leg kicks now. Yeah. I'm like, dude, y'all need to do something about that. Cause when he stepped back, I couldn't really tell. Of course, you know, you can really tell tell until they did the um the replay. Yeah. But when you seen him get on the ground and push back, I was like, what happened? And just to see it just snap like that. I was like, yeah, my, I mean, it happened to Anderson Silva. It happened to Corey Hill. Like a lot it of happened to the, who does the, the, um, yeah, the, the guy Silva broke his leg on, end up doing it to some. It happened to him. Why? Yeah. Right? It happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, the exact same, same spot. Yeah, yeah, exact same spot. Yeah, him yeah. and Corey Hills was both the exact same injury. And Anderson Silva. That's because people, like I said, people are actually checking leg kicks now, and you have guys who aren't actual quick kickboxers, Muay Thai, you know, people trying to hit shins like nah there's a reason why these muay thai guys and kickboxers literally break their shins and strengthen them up yeah man that's oof. that's probably, 
That's painful. That's too crazy. For me. All right. Uh, well, Warren, we, we want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, oh man, I appreciate it. Telling telling your story and uh, getting it out there and everything. Really want to appreciate that. Um, you know, everybody go check out uh, this Saturday uh, NGWA. Check out my boy Warren. Uh, slap slap somebody's soul. Yes, yes. I guess uh, Rhonda Miller. Is it Rhonda Miller? That's why I'm wrestling Rhonda. Yeah. You said Rhonda. 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 He wrestled the girl. Say something about his Roma. I don't know. Rhonda. Rhonda Miller. Something like that. I like I it. Know. I like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Go go check that out. Um, as always, check out MovementRadio.us. That is your one stop shop. For all yes, things movement radio. You got anything to say, uh, Rod, before we jump out here tonight, Rod? Um, I mean, just thank you for you know joining us, of course. Uh, it was really fun. Hopefully, we can get you on some more, definitely yes, for football, yes. um, so we can break down these uh, horrible decisions made by some of these teams. Right, and how Clemson's uh, going to be at the bottom. Yeah. CC, but go ahead. Um, That's how, a Oh, 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 we should do an over-under on how many games Odell Beckham Jr. plays. I say three games. I'm with you. I, I was going to say somewhere under there. <laughs> I think he, I don't, yeah. Due to injury or just getting pissed off because he ain't the number one guy anymore? Both. Mm. He's going to be pissed. He's going to go out there. He's going to hit something. He's going to be sore and go on the field and hurt himself. He's going to push the field goal net and it's going to kick him right in the face. Hit him right in the face. <laughs> <clears throat> Quick question before we get off. I'm going to leave this at that, and then y'all can go ahead and close the thing out real good. <laughs> it's amazing how Deshaun Watson just disappeared now, huh? Mm-hmm. Bro. Yeah. Like, like the draft is over, right? Yeah, yeah, draft's over now. So all of a sudden, nobody wants that. Nobody. Nobody. He ain't touch nobody no more. Oh, okay. No, no more, no more dra- trade rumors, except for the Broncos are still in pursuit. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, Chip. They no, I mean, that, that's. Nah, he got like, a new team to cheer for. Yeah, he's got the Cardinals now. <laughs> Fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> he's, he's the Cardinals. Fuck Kyler Murray. Fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> All, right. I, All I, right. I said what I said. If you got a problem, come see me. <laughs> I like that. I, he said what he said. It is what it is. Uh, man. He keep that energy all the time. Yeah, man. All right. He- not care. All right. Couple <laughs> quick shout outs before we get out of here tonight. Shout out Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training. $40 a session. Can't beat it. Boxing, cardio, strength and conditioning, yoga. Check him out at ThompsonPersonalTraining.com on a, or Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Uh, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Go check out their content. Uh, Andrew and uh, Sean over at the Warrior Workout Network. Go check out their content. We hit 14,000 um, downloads, and we could not do that without you guys. Thank you guys so we're, much. Uh, we're actually at 14 and a half now. 14 and a half now. Hell yeah. That's all for, That's all because of you guys. We love you. We thank you so much for being just going on this journey with us. Look forward to, We look forward to what's coming up next, and we know some of you guys are excited about it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on another edition here of An Evening with Chip. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, and also check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. Lizard man.